Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, as time changes, there are different rites of passage for young people, but one that's still around, it's 50 years old this month, is interrailing around Europe. Nikki Gardner is co-author of Europe by Rail, The Definitive Guide, now it's in its 17th edition. Also, she's co-editor of Hidden Europe magazine. Good afternoon, Nikki. Hi, good afternoon, Sean. Nice uh, to be here with you. Uh, so it was launched 50 years ago. Who launched it and why? Ah, oh, well, it was a very canny idea. Uh, that a Frenchman had. First of all, it was in 1959 to give young Americans the chance to travel around Europe. And that was the Eurail Pass. And it's no surprise that young Europeans turned around in the 1960s and said, how come the Americans can get this cheap pass for traveling on trains around Europe and we can't? So it was that in 1972, which was the 50th anniversary of an organisation, a federation of European railways, they decided to launch the Interrail Pass. And that's when young people started getting their backpacks and their guitars and heading off from Dublin and London and travelling around Europe for a month with Interrail. And they're still doing it. Uh, and when it started, the, the upper age limit was 21. Would that, would that exactly, exactly. And of course, it's changed over time. It's become a scheme that is now open to all. But it certainly started off targeting those gap year students or uni students who were taking a month out during the summer vacation. And slowly the age limits have crept up. And then there's been new offers for seniors and for families. So that now it's truly become a scheme for all. And I see suspect that the 18, 19 year olds who were the very first interrail pass users, I guess some of them are still out there these days wielding their pension books rather than their student passes. And in in the days it started, the amount of, of national railways taking part in the scheme, has that increased over time? It certainly has. Um, it started off with a number of com- companies in Western and Central Europe. Um, quite naturally, the, co- the countries east of the Iron Curtain in the early days mm-hmm. that they were receiving countries. So uh, I travelled as a student to Eastern Germany and to Romania and to Hungary uh, on an interrail pass. But of course, there weren't a lot of people in those countries buying passes to go west because travel was much harder for them. Um, Since then, the scheme has been extended further eastwards. It now includes the Baltic states. In fact, it includes all but six European countries. And it also includes Turkey. So you can go as far east as the Iranian border. Uh, And as far west as Kerry. Uh, uh, really. uh, Ali, yeah. I think it's the uh, I think that's the westernmost station which you can go to with Interrail. Yeah. Now, I, I, as you said, they've kind of broadened it out from just being for under twenty ones. So, uh, the way it stands now, how long of a duration can you buy it for? Is it still a monthly ticket? It started off as the classic monthly ticket, and that's still available. Um, The majority of the passes which are sold these days uh, now cover 33 countries, and they are typically for a fixed number of days within a one-month or a two-month period. So you can purchase a pass which is valid for four, five, or seven days travel within a month, or you can purchase a pass which is valid for 10 days within a two-month period, for example. For those who are the very eager uh, warriors of the rails, there is not just a one-month pass, 
but there's a two-month and a three-month pass. Ah, right. Now, given that you said that, I understand now why Europe by Rail is in its 17th edition, because this requires a, a, a fair amount of planning, I imagine. It requires quite a dedication to duty, I have to say. My partner and I spend a lot of time on trains. <laughs> the, no, but what I mean is that, is that if you say a week, you can buy it for a month, but you have to plan your week's travel. Plus, oh. plus I also understand like it doesn't mean you can get on any train in Europe. No, that's right. And actually, uh, the secret of success with Interrail is really about doing some planning, but not too much. Because one of the absolute joys of the scheme is that it has given us and still gives us the ability to wander, um, to actually just have curiosity driven travel, to take um, whatever comes our way. So I try not to plan too much, but I do get to start off with a plan and I would recommend that um, everyone does and you know um, take a look at our book and see uh, which um, half dozen or dozen places they might like to visit. There are some countries where you do have to book seat reservations. Uh, for people traveling from Ireland, it's easy going on the ferries where you get discounts across to Britain. Uh, nothing requires advanced reservation in Britain, but you do, for example, have to buy a seat reservation on Eurostar to get from London to the continent. Uh, what your um, listeners might like to always consider are the Irish ferry routes directly from Dublin to the continent. So you can travel as a foot passenger on the WB Yates, which is a lovely modern ferry to Cherbourg, and then join the French train network. Though once again, there are quite a number of trains in France where you've got a 10 euro seat reservation fee. What I would say is that there is a... Um, large area in the centre of Europe where you really can hop on and ride any daytime train almost without exception. Mm. So you can travel at will through the Alps, through Germany, through Denmark. And those are really some of the best areas to focus on if you want to experience that freedom of just being able to wander at will. Yeah, no, because I, like, I read that this, say, say, the TJV and some of the high-speed trains, y- mm-hmm. you can't use your interrail pass on that. But that's not necessarily a bad thing because it strikes me that isn't what interrailing is about. This is more slow travel, not absolutely slow but you know you're 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 moving at your leisure through europe yeah exactly and one or two long hops at first may make perfect sense but um i've traveled from here for example um to i i i live in berlin and i've traveled from here to spain using entirely slow trains through the uh, through france And um, I really do like that kind of hop on and ride and perhaps even not book too much accommodation in advance, but find a country station with a nice inn uh, on auberge um, within walking distance of the station and then just stay there overnight and head off at your leisure next morning. Yeah, can families do it now? Absolutely. And it's a brilliant deal because um, under 12s travel for free. You have to get a pass for them. So even the toddlers will have their own pass, but it comes with a zero price tag. Um, You can take two children with each adult. So it makes quite a good value family holiday. And when my kids were younger, it was absolutely some of the loveliest holidays that we had was my partner and I traveling um, with the lads uh, through France, through Europe, with Interrail. 
Sounds fantastic. Mark actually just texted in to say that's gas. I'm going to embark on a middle-aged interrailing trip in autumn and very much looking forward to it. Nikki, thanks a million for uh, speaking with us today. Uh, that was uh, Nikki Gardner there, co-author of Europe by Rail, The Definitive Guide. Uh, that's our lot for today. The Hard Shoulder is up next with Emmett, our production team today, Ashley Moore, Simon Tierney, Michael Quilligan and Claire Collins. We'll talk to you tomorrow at two. See you then. by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.